screen or anything mm-hmm. where it takes months, you know, because it's got to be screened. Yeah. And, I mean, they say it up front in the in the shipping. It's like, yeah, this is going to take a while, and it does. So. Yeah, exactly. But hey, oh, I rode four hundred rode four hundred sixty eight miles last month. So wow, that's how I've dealt with my <laughs> lockdown. Wow, that's so. a good way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and let's go here. All right, you're listening to it's probably not going to be just one episode in in August because I'm getting a little bit itchy to start doing them more because I'm getting a little bit itchy to get out of <laughs> lockdown. We're really not in in upstate New York, but sure. Anyway, I'm not going to try to hypothesize on this like we did last month. Anyway, so it's the um, Wednesday edition of the Subs Bench. So I figured this time I was really going to go and call someone, and we we're going to talk about another. We're going to talk about another USA team, small market team, and then Serie A ends. Has the Champions League. And Juventus blows up. So instead of trying to sneak around and find a Juventus fan, I'm like, heck, I'll just get Carmen, considering the fact that he does a pod on it for, what, three hours every week with, with, with the great Frank Trevillo or Trevillo. I'm, I'm always going to butcher his last name, and I'm going to probably get shit for it on that anyway. But what the hell was that with Juventus this past week? Rich, Richard, I mean, the, what was that? I mean, which part? Which I part? Get that <laughs> all of it. I mean, all of it. I mean, I get they're the prima donna club anyway. I, I get that, but when they, f- I figured their manager was a stopgap for that. They were looking to that they either were using him as a stopgap to get Pep, or they had another idea in their back back pocket and went all right. Well, you can't get him. But, hey, let's put Pirlo in. He doesn't have any of his badges yet, but let's just try this. Yeah, that's, uh, it was an interesting decision. And kind of, you know, I, I figured we'd be talking Pirlo tonight, so I kind of set the mood. I was listening to a little classical music, drinking a little, uh, you know, wine here. Actually, I'm drinking whiskey, but, um, you know, it gets me to move. But, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a strange decision, honestly. Um, many of us Calcio heads are still trying to wrap our heads around. I mean, we all love Pirlo as the, Pirlo the player, but no one knows anything about him as Pirlo the manager. Um, in, or Juventus signed him as a U23 coach just, what, eight days prior. Um, they're, I guess they're banking that he's going to be the next Zidane or next Pep. Um, I'm worried he's going to be the next Seydorf, uh, and I love Seydorf. Uh, Seydorf was also someone known to be a he was the, the professor. Everyone, you know, he, they lauded him for his um, his tactical genius on the pitch. He is so he knows about everything, as does Pirlo. And so I had a lot of high hopes for him. He joins Milan, and Milan just ruined him. And so that's my fear with Pirlo. Uh, we have nothing to base it on, and automatically, when the, with the hiring of Pirlo, it puts Juventus a step down for me because it's the unknown. We don't know, right? Now, do they have to have a uh, – no, I, I don't know this, but do they have to have, a, like, an assistant or something? Somebody's got all his badges, or does that matter? Or does he have to just have him, like – He's going to – he's supposed to – he's in pro, as long as he's in the process, which he is, and he's supposed to have it by October, so they, they're saying that's, that's good enough for them. Um, and I'm sure his assistants will have, you know, all the credentials needed. Yeah. They're Juventus. Well, they, can, and, they, can, they can tweak the rules a little bit if they want. Well, yeah. It's Pirlo. It's not like I was a applying bit. for the job and said, "Yeah, I don't have any badges." But, You're hired. You know, I, I want the job. Yeah, great. Come on down. So it is. It is Pirlo. Exactly. A, you know, he's a Syria legend. So. Yes. Yeah. That is interesting. That, that's what I see. Yeah, that's. I mean, I see that somewhere in the future with Cristiano Ronaldo if he stays in, or or decides to be in the management. That's going. That's going to be him because he. He's going to do one of those. Yeah, I don't have anything. I'm just. He's going to be the Gaza of this generation. He's going to go like lumber down to like Kettering or Kidderminster and play for, be there for like 13 <laughs> matches and then like jump. Yeah, I, I can somewhere. see Gaza so, as a manager. I just can see it. Hmm. Maybe a pub team. Well, he was for he joke, was for. So. Oh no! Uh, you, 
don't remember. Gaza Gaza was at Kidderminster for like three months after he retired as a manager. And it never worked out. Of course. Yeah. I got a bunch of kid and Mr. Uh, Harry. Yeah, it never worked I out. When so, I was in England. I'm going to have to see if there's uh, any, any uh, <laughs> Gaza mentions. No, I, I was at a bookstore, and there's a big stack. Some guys some yeah. used bookstore, and it, was, and it was his personal. Yeah, I'm just trying to get rid of them. Okay, I'll buy this stack. So it was bitch getting them in the suitcase, but, you know, hey, that's first world problems. <laughs> Yeah, as Car as Carmen knows, because he speaks pretty much all the languages <laughs> and travels all over the world, as we have let let on around here. Um, so what does the, are they going to have to gut the team because they need to if if they're going to continue the six selling? Wasn't CR seven brought in for to yeah. get the Champions yeah. League because they are definitely void of winning them. They're definitely void for a club of their stature. They're a kind of mad yeah. city. It's funny. Um, in a lot, well, if, if you watch the Juventus uh, Champions League matchup, uh, Jamie Carragher said it best. When you think of Europe, you think of AC Milan. Uh, when you think of Italy, you think of Juventus. Milan are, are the team that has the, the pedigree for the European competitions. Uh, Juventus is more known domestically to be the dominant one there. So. Um, it kind of shows that Juventus, they've, they, especially over the last 20 years or whatever, they've been terrible, especially when they got to the finals. Um, meanwhile, you know, Milan and both Inter have won Champions League since then. Uh, but domestically, obviously, Juventus is the cream of the crop in, in Italy, and they've, they're more than double, or they're double the amount of uh, Serie A titles in, than their next competitor. So um, are they going to get the team? No. Uh, they're going to have to tweak it. I think that their attacking options are very strong. Their defense... Uh, options are very strong, especially with young defenders, Delict and, and Demorel. They have a, a young center back core that could be there for years. The midfield is the issue. Uh, Pjanic, obviously, we thought he's going to Barca. We're so, not so sure now, but Arthur's coming in. But, you know, Blasma Toidi, he left for the, the glorious Inter Miami or wherever he went in MLS. Yeah. And um, that's, that's the rumor anyway. It's official, apparently. It's, oh, is yep. it? At least from my reliable source, who I trust. No, I, I'll take your word for it. So, because uh, to be honest, I haven't seen much <laughs> of the. Uh, I I watched none of the MLS's back tournament. So. Yeah, I watched like DC United uh, for like five minutes, and they lost. I'm like, all right, next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you get for following a great team overseas, and then have having having the. Which is, is strange. You know, I should ha- never have any issue with DC United with the m- mind I have for the sport. But it's just like, that's one of those clubs that is getting won. Worse. Probably like worse. Milan is and Ben Olsen's been in charge the whole time. Five, six. Well, it was run by an Inter guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's, and it's, it's, it's weird because. <clears throat> <laughs> you have a franchise there that I mean, they should yes. have all of the capabilities now that they have their own mm-hmm. stadium. They have the name. They're in a great area. I mean, yeah, DC is have, expensive. They have one of the most titles you in go MLS Arlington. history. I'm like, like still. they got the history. Like, come on, get yeah. your stuff together. Um, yeah, they they have. Yeah, uh, exactly. And- as, as anyone heard, I heard Moran, Jaime Moreno got in an, some freak accident and they were afraid he was going to lose his eye and they weren't sure. I think it was like a golf accident. Or something. I heard something about that as well. Yeah, but I haven't heard any follow-up. I think they did a, started a GoFundMe, which is sad. You, know, yeah. you, think, you think about it, this is maybe yeah. arguably the best player in D.C. United history, him or Marco Edgeberry. Yeah. You know, one and one A, and, you know, you would think – I mean, you could tell where MLS was and where it is now uh, that this former all-time uh, leading scorer in the league, and they're th- talking about a GoFundMe to pay for his potential uh, uh, whatever they had to do to s- save his eye. And I haven't heard anything else since that kind of – it was one of those sideline stories that just popped up on my feet like, whoa, that's crazy, you know. Because I loved, he was a great player. I loved those early DC United, you know, 
Etcheverry, Tony Sané, and, and oh, they're a great fun team to watch. That was that team was so much fun to watch. Yeah, and when and Benny when he was there yeah, playing yeah. Uh, with a different goalkeeper every year. You know, <laughs> it was I think it was a league rule or a, a, a arena rule. I can't win a championship with the same goalkeeper. I think he did that. At the He's like Antonio Conte, always changing it up every yeah. year. <laughs> It's yeah. Crazy. So, no. it, 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 what is it? What is it with Conte and Inter right now? I hear like three. I I listen to the yeah, studio awesome. Inter guys because they're really good. And you guys randomly, sh- yeah, you guys randomly show over there. And when Frank pops up, I'm like, what the? Am I listening to Milan <laughs> Weekly or what the heck? But they were. But it was. It seems like. Every so often, I mean, they, they've got it going there. They've got some really good talent there at Inter, and it seems like Conte's going, all right, something is weird with the, the Milan teams, and it's just, it's driving me nuts. Well, of course, uh, someone of that, double that, some of that schizophrenic, of course, is going to come to one of the Milan teams. Um, Conte has always been like this. It's kind of uh, the, the madness behind his brilliance. Um, it's kind of why he left, you know, why he left Chelsea. He's always going to be asking for more, and it's can you take his his constant bickering is is the thing. And you know, Abramovich couldn't, and um, we'll see if if Steven Zhang can. But uh, yeah, he's never he's never satisfied. He always wants to tweak it. I mean, even if he won the Scudetto, he would have been like, my team my team sucks. I need to get I need to get better. Um, and it was always going to be difficult for them to win the Scudetto the first year under him. Uh, you know, I said it from the beginning. I said they're going to finish second. They're going to have the talent because he's going to bring in the talent. But, you know, they need a year at least under his belt before they can really get the mojo going, especially with Juventus, the way they're playing. Um, but, yeah, he's just never satisfied. I mean, and that was kind of the brilliance of him also with the Azzurri uh, uh, in charge of the national team for Italy. Uh, he kept twe- tweaking guys in and out until he found that perfect recipe. And then that team went on like a blistering run. And that, you know, a bunch of guys who were nobodies, you know, they almost won the, won the title. Uh, from nothing, you know, they they beat Germany two nothing, a big game. Balotelli scored two goals. Um, he that's just the kind of manager he is, and he just never satisfied, no matter who he has. And he has a pretty good squad. He probably has the second most talented team in Serie A after Juventus in terms of depth. Um, and he's still not happy. He could have the best, and he still wouldn't be happy. So, so how good is that Sandro Tonali kid? From Brescia, I've heard so many things, and obviously, <laughs> since you see me play football manager way too damn much, I've I've used him w- way too much. I had him at Brentford once, but still, how is is he? He has the makings of everyone's calling him Pirlo two point He has the same. He's got the you know free kick ability. He's got the vision. He's got the ball possession. He's got the hair. Uh, good looks. Uh, he's got he's got it all. It seems like, and he's. <laughs> Wise beyond his years, especially for someone who plays a position like he does uh, in a, in a sixth position. Uh, and so, yeah, people people see the the, the makings of a, of a superstar here who for a long time, not just like a you know a couple year wonder. And so everyone's trying to get a piece of the prize, um, and it, it, rightly so, granted. But I think you know he needs to choose wisely um, because you want to go to a situation, yes, where you're going to win, but also you want to be get the pitch time to play and get better. The only way you're going to get better. As, as you know, a football manager, the more time you're on the pitch, the better you're going to get. So if you're sitting on the bench, you're not going to get any better. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be a special one. I hope he is just for the for the Italian national team's sake. Uh, but it's still yet to be determined. I mean, we've, so many, we've seen so many potential superstars. Hachim Matsur coming through Milan. Uh, Freddie Adu, DC United. And what happened to them? Nothing. You know, so. Yeah. Though, so Freddie, I, I, he, he – I think, is he still playing? I know he's he keeps. He's only like uh, twenty seven now or something. He's young still. So. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, and he's played for like twenty yeah. teams. He's, yeah, he's still. I, forgot, I think he's playing in. Oh, I forget. I just saw it the other day. I don't remember now. It's somewhere in Europe, I think. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, and isn't Balotelli only like thirty? He might be less than that. Yeah, honestly, like Balotelli is only thirty. Adu is twenty seven. There are a bunch of those like yeah. people that have yeah. flamed out are he, still he just damn needed young. Somebody to and can tell him do to what? calm I mean, down because if... I mean I watched him for the USA in like a in a Olympic qualifier or whatever, and he was the best player. And I mean, granted, it's concave, but he was the best player 
on the pitch, and he he was you could see he was just pulling strings and said, "Man, this kid is gonna you know he's finally gonna be good." And then when he kind of got a second sniff in that Gold Cup where we got smoked by Mexico with the B team and they made it to the final and they lost. He was good in that tournament. I think it was that. Maybe it might have been the year after. We but. pushed too hard to make him the next big thing. That, and that's yeah. the problem we do. We have in the States is we try to always push. We're now we're pushing Pulisic yeah. and, and McKinney and a bunch of other people, youngsters. Um, that's our, that, We want them to be the next LeBron or you know, the next Tiger Woods or something like that. And yeah. with, with soccer, you really have to uh, pace it and really develop them. That's the key. Don't overhype them because it'll get to their head especially if they don't have the right leadership, like you said, um, to calm them down. Yeah. And he's four, he was 14, 14 in MLS. And he got people telling him he's the greatest. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I was 14 once, and grand, on occasion, uh, my judgment wasn't always the best when I was 14. <laughs> only on occasion? Uh, only on occasion. <laughs> Of course, at yeah. forty-one, my judgment is screwed. But that—that's more—that's more to—that's more to what today is. But no, that—that's weird. When I'm thinking about that, it was someone like Adu who's still out there, um, Balotelli who is young, and you've got those type of players out there that get pushed and pushed and pushed. I don't feel the only thing I will say about Pulisic is that he's still really young and. Now, I don't know how you're wrapping your head around this year. Asterisk for me. <laughs> Richard, is that it's an asterisk for me. And I, the only one it's not an asterisk in is that Liverpool finally got that fucking title out of the way. No offense, but that, that damn thing was getting annoyed. So now that that's over with, we can, we can make sure that Southampton's the next <laughs> Leicester City. It would we be can nice. make sure that happens. Yeah. I have this long, I have this long discussion with Mark Stone all the time on this one. Is that I don't know if this is going to be a good development year for players anyway across across the globe. If you if you even take it back as far as January till now, how much are people actually getting in real training outside of being at their house? Because I mean, it's. I think we're. I think the sport uh, is. I don't, well, maybe this year, this but year. Uh, I, I don't know. I uh, it's crazy the way you you know because soccer is not a sport. You know because I have another sport I've been I watch a lot too. And but soccer is not a sport you can actually train by yourself. You just can't. You need you need all the interaction. And my other sport that I've been watching, you know, just kind of started back up is cycling. And they that's a sport you can train on your own. I mean, just get out and ride. And the start of those races like uh, Strada Bianchi or Milan San Remo have been insane. You know, they've been insanely fast right from the beginning. And they've, it's been fun to watch. I mean, I can't watch them here because territorial restrictions, but to follow. Um, but soccer's not like that. You can't just train by yourself. I mean, you can run around and you can be fit, but you can't develop, you know, that nuance of the games. You can't do that. Right. You know, just split, you know, running around, kicking the ball against the garage. You you have to. Play. I think all sports in general are going to have the asterisks, especially the American ones for the fall, like you know, hockey and basketball and, and football and all that. Yeah. But and in baseball, but uh, also soccer as well. It was. I mean, if we didn't have the the halt, the hiatus. Um, if you look just at Serie A, Lazio were, were on fire going into the break, and they came out and they just stunk up the joint. And where's the laughing stock? Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult. It's definitely gonna have asterisks for you know for me and I mean yeah Liverpool won good for them. I'm happy for them, um, but you know for everybody else you know it's it's a difficult season. Few teams came out of the break uh, very you know better than they than they went in. You know two teams I support Milan they came out better and Southampton came out better, um, but you know for the most part most teams struggled coming out of the break, uh, and I, I think if the teams are smart going into the fall season. They're going to start practicing now, uh, so you know yeah. if if they're smart about it, because you need to get as much time as possible, like you said, because they haven't had that time to practice and get the nuances in. So get as much time on the pitch with your teammates as possible to kind of have some kind of semblance of resemblance of uh, a cohesiveness. Yeah. And, and could it be that because of the better coaching? Because let's be honest. Hasenhol is He's a an Austrian very, club. very good coach. I mean, obviously, from where he came in in Germany. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I love him. I love love watching I love watching um Southampton. In fact, I'm gonna get oh, one of their jerseys that? at the end of the at, at the end of the month. But what <laughs> whatever three XL fits for me. I mean, the, the 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 problem is I'm not like you and Duffy where you could go in and go get one or two or three and make pick them out. I got to go by size because I'm a fat bastard. But well, not really. I'm 250 pounds, but still, that whole one size bigger, that one size oh, smaller over in the U over in the UK. Yeah, no, not, tell me about it. Not fun. I, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I bought. I bought a long sleeve oh. QPR shirt, oh, and I didn't even think about it. Is that a small? I'm a small guy. It's a biker uh, shirt. Yeah, great. I, yeah, and I put it on, and I was like, "Oh man, my wrists are." Oh, I guess I should have went a little bigger. <laughs> oh well, I mean, it's it's fine, it's workable, and I I do have a no, it's not a Southampton. Sorry, it's it's. A, I bought a Sheffield Wednesday shirt at the thrift store. Same thing, small, and I could barely get the. I think it was extra small. I was, oh, that's that's cool. I never see this one. This an, the old uh, sponsors. I'm gonna buy it, and then I could barely get it over my head. You know, but I I still got it. I still wore it. Did didn't you have that problem, Richard? With like a um. I did. Uh, I did that for. Um, actually, I can't. I have, actually, I think it's my Pirlo jersey. I think it's the one that's a little too tight. And I also my Locatelli. I have one that's really tight yeah. as well. So I re- I wear those very rarely, if if at all. Uh, just because I. <laughs> yeah, I. I have that same thing, with a couple of my like my, one of my best fitting jerseys, and you're gonna love okay. this, Richard. It's my Milan jersey I got. That is one of the most comfortable jerseys I've ever had in my life, and I've got about forty of them now, including other yeah. other um, sports. I got for, for work. I have to wear a collar, so I went out and got a okay. Boca Juniors one with a collar on it. I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. Now during the during the summer when we're out and about. I'm thin. I'm two two forty to two thirty. In the winter, when I have to sit because that's all I do, I'm two fifty to two sixty. Because <coughs> we don't we don't move at my job. That thing never fit me at all. It's it's actually still on my thing. But I just did that recently because I thought the Newcastle the Newcastle takeover was going to go through, and one of our good friends, um, right. Oh God! I just forgot. Ryan Sealock is a big Newcastle fan. I said, "Listen, this thing goes through. I'll go get a, a Newcastle it, jersey." They're ever going to get sold? And it, no, at this point, so I have it on hold, and I text Sealock, going, "Should I do it?" <laughs> I get it. It barely fits me. Barely. It's nice. But I'm like, well, at least I'm not going to write a book on them, so I don't have to wear it, wear it anywhere. My oh, my nice. Raquelme jersey, on the other yeah. hand, fits perfectly now. My new Raquelme one. Oh yeah, I had to get that. I'm like, the book's done. I'm getting a Raquelme because I only I only have two with names oh, okay. on it. I have a Raquelme wow. and a Stuart Pierce. I got I got too many. That's it. I, yeah. I do too. That, I have too many with Stuart names. Pierce. I can rattle off Dope. a whole bunch of names. Um, what was the hardest one for you? To, think, the hardest one for me to get was Klaasian Huntelaar, uh, his Netherlands jersey. I even went to I even went to Netherlands and I couldn't get it there. I finally found it on eBay somewhere uh, obscure, but it, that took me the longest to get. And it was the hardest, and I wanted Huntelaar, and I couldn't even find it in the Netherlands. Believe it or not. Wow, it's funny when I was in I was in Amsterdam and they were selling. They, I mean, you could buy a, you could buy an uh, an Ajax or a Feyenoord shirt right there at the airport. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Only two you could get, but yeah, my dad says the same thing about my dad says the same thing about going through De Gaulle is um because my dad travels a lot, is that he always asks me before he travels somewhere, and that's the genesis of why I wrote the Boca book, is because mm. he went to see La Bamadera. Is that he's sitting he's sitting in um Charles De Gaulle. And we're just messaging back and forth. And he goes, Stephen, I'm sitting outside wow. the PSG store. <laughs> Do you want something? And I'm like, I'm like, if you see anything oh, yeah. of the retro stuff from like the yeah. 90s, 
get old Ronaldinho jersey. That stuff is kind of cool. Uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport <coughs> changed a lot since uh, 1987. Then, because when I was in that airport, I was in that airport for 12 hours, and there is nothing there. I mean, there was a little oh. cafe and a, li- a little other place, but no, like not like when I was in Frankfurt. That that was like the airport slash mall. They had everything because I. That's I a huge freaking airport. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Eighty-seven. I was in Frankfurt. Ninety or eighty-nine. I was in Charles de Gaulle and Charles. You know, nothing. I just found a corner and went to sleep for like couple hours <laughs> but there's nothing you now frankfurt man it was like a mod i i was wandering around that killed a couple hours just wandering around the airport and i was there for eight wow. yeah See, yeah I, I i'm going i'm going over next year for um hopefully i'm gonna see <clears throat> if we're able to get out at my birthday next year i'm going over for um l- London, uh, I'm going for London. Nice, nice. Edinburgh. Okay, nice. Belfast and Dublin. It's like two. It's when two you travel weeks to Europe, like, you have to go for two weeks. You have to, at least two thousand. Two. Yeah, it's like two thousand to three thousand dollars. And my dad was like, "Well, let's do this and this and this." And he's like, "Well, we're we're going we're going over for a couple of reasons. Obviously, we're going to go for the Guinness Brewery because you know you you have to go over for that. But he's like, "You want to stop and do any soccer stuff? I will go find. I'll go find a bookstore." I'm like, "Great, Dad. You have me coming over for a soccer. You want to go for a bookstore? I am the library at home, Richard. The book, the library that my sister put in my dad's house. Oh wow." It's my old books. They're mine. So anyway, well, now that we got completely off track, but that's <laughs> that's that's why we have this type of show. If we don't we don't yeah. write out notes, we don't think of it. I tell I tell Duffy two days before. That's great with it. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to get out of the country so, by next year. I mean, right now I notice we're what, kind of quarantined <laughs> by the rest of the world. Uh, you know they build the wall to keep people out no 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 no. we're building the wall to keep you in all right fair enough my dad realistically has thought from the beginning and i'm not going to get too offside on this because i know it's a touchy subject with richard um is that nothing was going to change that we were going to have to stay isolated until the end huh. of the year, regardless. He said, regardless. Now, I'll give you a little background. My dad worked on boards sure, in, sure. in hospitals, and he studied this type of stuff. So he's like, he's like, there's no way in hell we were going to be able to get anything back by August. He, he's been sitting home going to keep rolling it back. Now he's still a little surprised about my if we can hmm. do it next year at my birthday, which is in March. So... He's he thinks we're gonna right. be able to, but he's like it's gonna be pushing it. What was that whole deal in Milan with the managers? Now I know you guys have gone through wow. what twenty different managers since the since two thousand five, but you have one in right now. It seems like you guys were doing you guys were doing well, and then there's another guy that was gonna come yeah. in. German, yeah, Ranyek, uh, Ralph Ranyek. So oh, uh, to. I know Ranyek from the old Schalke days. Um, and he he's he's considered to be the the grandfather of the whole RB Leipzig system and the way they play football now and the development and everything. He, he's uh, they they call him a German genius. Um, and so before Milan went on this hot streak, you know Pioli did what he was supposed to do. He stabilized the ship because under Giampaolo, Milan struggled mightily. Um, and he was brought in to stabilize the ship and uh, and get them you know basically out of their asses. Excuse me, but uh, he did that. And then. At that time, Milan were just you know, doing okay. They were you know, outside of European spots, and they said, well, we're going to re- revolutionize the team, um, focus on youth, bring in this guy who's going to take over every department, basically, other than CEO, uh, and go with that. And then all of a sudden, Milan gets on this hot streak and are one of the best teams in Serie A coming out of the break. And I was screaming, you know, as much as I like Ranić, I was afraid that he would be a manager because he's, he's not a good manager. Um, my, my worry was that uh, when Milan got hot, I said, 
do not change your manager. Why are you going to mess with something that's good? I kept screaming that for podcast after podcast. Finally, Milan came out and said, you know, we're going to pull a 180 and uh, we're not going to hire Ranić and we're going to keep Pioli. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. Because there's no way that Ranić was going to take the job without having all the, all the positions, especially manager and, and director of football. Uh, he wasn't just going to have one of the jobs. He just, he's at that point of his career where he wants to have all, full control. And so uh, it made sense for both parties to not mess with something that ain't broke. And, um, yeah, Pioli is now the manager. And so I, hopefully the Milan brass took some notes about what Ranić was planning to do. You know, we get to keep Maldini. And, um, yeah, next season should be very interesting. Uh, I'm very curious to see what Pioli does. And Pioli is one of those managers we've seen many times or are mostly a mid-table type manager. But every now and then, what these managers find a home that's the perfect fit for them. We saw this Ranieri in Leicester City. Um, and we, there's other examples as well where managers have never been that great, but all of a sudden they went to a club and all of a sudden that was the perfect fit. This could be with Milan, with Pioli. But typically, with Pioli's history is that they start out well and they end out bad. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a weird off season because man this you know because right now what, the two weeks we're in the off season <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean I, I was thinking about that the other day i'm thinking you know the season's supposed the season actually starts in yeah like you say a couple of weeks i mean I, and they're, they're still doing champions league yeah that's so, gonna be crazy uh, yeah i mean you want one that's even weirder the um copa del rey this year, wow, that, that's, a, year. that's a brain twister. I mean, well, what about I the South know, American I, clubs yeah. who do the clausura and the, and the clausura? Yeah, and they got the two seasons going on. How does that work? Well, in some ways, that might be easier because they only take a couple. Weeks I know, off, with, you know um, okay, that's true. Know, is it? I, I mean, it seems like. Yeah. Um. With. with yeah, with what Boca was saying is that, and I was talking to um Gabby on this one, is that they. They still haven't even given Boca the title from the start of the year because they are they wanted to shut everything. I mean, literally, they're walking into quarantine <laughs> as they've got that title one. And he was saying, "It's like all we have to do is just get it to the end of the year. You can <coughs> you just like you can knock off the Prosura for for a year. I mean, because those those number those title numbers down in um." Yeah. South America are outrageous. If you look at them, they're like 60 or I'm like Santos has got something stupid as far as like state, national, yeah. Yeah. and um, all the different other t- titles. I'm the Recopa, the Sudamerica, the Libertadores, and it's just, it's just weird. I mean, that that's what's going to be weird coming up this next year because he, here's the thing that scares me about all this. Yeah. What if there is a second wave? Yeah. So you start all this off. Now I have absolute. I have some issue with not here, not having the fans yeah. there. Somewhat. I, I like being them. able to hear the players on the field and hearing some of the stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're doing the it now in hockey too. To I'm like, stop. Needs to go, especially. I don't. Oh, yeah, are they yet. doing? Are you listening to any baseball oh, really? games? Because the freaking Royals are doing, the freaking Royals are doing it on the color on the um. Because I listen to the network on Cirrus, and I'm like, all right, we all know, folks. A, they're not there because um, Danny, our our um, play by play guy doesn't travel. He only does selected ones because he's like 62 or 63. He's amazing, but he doesn't travel. He's done every game this year because they're just sitting in Kauffman Stadium yeah. doing it the Fox Sports way on a little on a little thing. They have the the stuff. Yeah, it's the networks are doing like, all this. It's not really? like the guys at the stadiums are not hearing any of this. They, they hear each other, obviously. It's it's all the networks that are pumping this stuff in. And I was like, oh, it's annoying because I, I was annoyed with that with the Bundesliga as well when they first came out. And I'm like, what are you doing in the stadiums? And it, like, oh, it's not the stadium. It's the network. You know, sixty-two is is not very old. But you can still go to all the games. So, um. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dad's seventy. My dad's seventy-five and does um, ten games a year. He would do more. He would do all the 
Syracuse basketball games if they weren't br- brutally expensive because hell, up until about three years ago, he had a forty game. T- he had wow. every home game for wow. the University of Syracuse basketball team and the um, both the double A and triple A, and he would go. Just he he would go now. My dad's 76, but he's not an unhealthy. He's a healthy 76 with his mind going, but that's just a whole nother issue. He's, he's, his mind's been going since 41, but that's, that's us <laughs> brands. Anyway, but no, that's – oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm online trying to research for another article today. I pop open my browser, and I – instead of going to look what I was looking for, I'm so far into the weeds of about old time radio. I'm completely lost for 20 minutes. And I only didn't realize what I was doing until my um, Twitter popped up and Carmen, Carmen retweeted something. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. So go ahead. But no, that's going to be weird. I just had this scary thought that we're not going to have fans back. Well, for a very long tickets time. for the Sounders will be cheap. Uh, yeah, my DC United got re-upped for next year automatically. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, me too, because originally they gave me three options. Was One was just refund. Two was uh, just punt the year and put it all into next year. And three, which is one I took at the time, was uh, if we do have stadium games and you can go, do you want to go? And I said, yes, if they have games, I'll go. That's, that's so interesting hearing your options because I didn't get those options. My options were no refund. It was either uh, get a, either get a forfeited for next season or or forfeited for the next two seasons spread out and you still have to pay money for the season. I'm like, oh, interesting. Wow. Uh, I chose this to do it all for next year. Um, yeah. But, you know. I wonder. I wonder why. Oh, I know why they didn't decide to take the refund option. At least DC United, because they don't want to lose the money on the new stadium. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but then again, I got it. Subsequently, I got another email from the Sounders a couple of we- a week ago, and they said, you know, and said, oh, yes, they're probably going to have games, but no fans. Yeah. That that decision's been made, so they were They're going to go ahead and roll it all into next year. So. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did drop one ticket of my. I did drop the Defiance one. I said, just give me my money back on that one because, you know, you never know what's around the corner. I mean, granted, I've worked the whole time. The nice thing about working in in healthcare is, you know, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I work in a hospital. But I've I've went to work every day, you know, since this thing started like normal, other than it's been slow because, you know, we were – we weren't taking patients case case you know in case we got a whole bunch of COVID patients which we never really got so, but we don't do anything that we make money on like elective surgeries where we had and now we're starting to do that again so. And we're still and allowing we didn't have visitors in the hospital for months so you know, now that we're starting to get visitors back it's starting to be back to normal so because my department is, I feed the visitors, and and the, the employees so you know. But at least I'm working. I had a, a friend that hadn't been at work in three months, so that mm. would, I would have went stir crazy. Uh, a, I wouldn't know what I was going to do for money, but I would have just went mad. <laughs> I can only do so much. My do- my poor dog would have been having a fit. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, Hank yeah, would have been getting walks I mean, every that part, twenty other than minutes. The steep at that hill point. behind down the street. He's like, oh, why are we walking up this hill? We walk down it. We walk back up because. I'm a nut, and it's it's more work to walk up this hill than go the other, slightly less steep hill. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, that that's the thing that's strange with me is yeah. that MLS is trying to come back so quickly, right away. Because I mean, Nashville and Dallas, who weren't in the bubble, are back playing yeah. already outside. Now, I have no problem with them playing because we've seen with, with Major League Baseball, they're like, all right, two team, yeah. people have it, gone. You guys are gone for two weeks. You, you guys make that shit up, where, wherever, not two weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't trust U.S. soccer see, with this. I, I was going to really say, it seems like soccer, soccer's now, got it I'm right. Not, At least European soccer did just, it right. And the NHL's got it right so far. Um, baseball has a long way to go, apparently, because they keep having cases left and right, and they might be done earlier than they yeah. anticipated. 
I would hope so. Because this is the only time the Royals have been good after the um, last two. Se- this has been the only, I would hope so. Because I know I, I put it this way, because here's the problem with the Royals this year. They've been really good because what they did nice. is they just brought up all the yeah. rookies and went, screw it. This is, yeah, they brought, they brought up the whole pitching staff and they've been really good. Problem is, and you know that we all know this, watch it sports long enough. You ride the rookies long enough, mm-hmm. what happens? Yeah. You fall I, right I in the don't know how I don't know how football is going to do it <laughs> because one hand they don't want you to high five, and yet they're going to be in lines and tackling and some of the some of their protocols don't make a lot of sense when it. I mean, I they I get it. It makes sense in the world, you know, don't touch people or whatever. Uh, but you're playing a sport where that's all they do. It's a highly contact sport, so. Um, Dick Budkiss might actually see what he threatened about in the seventies. He um with the I don't know if do you, you do you know which quote I'm talking about, Duffy, on this one? Okay. This is a great one. Dick Budkiss said in the seventies after he retired with how lax the um rules were getting with the with the um quarterbacks, it's like but we're just gonna be able just to walk up and slap them and that will be a um there you go. Yeah, that would be a sack. That that's what it's going to have to be. It's going to be. It's going to have to be flag football I mean, at this point. You can't. Like I said at work, and I was just joking around. I was going to become a UFC fighter, uh, and 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 do a UFC fight with all social distancing protocols in place. So that's the only way I would do it. You know, so I'll just wave at each other is. Um, but I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I, I mean, I, exactly. I, I mean, the, let's be honest. The NFL could shut down for two years and not lose any money. I mean, they have so much money. <laughs> they might have to tighten their belt a little bit, uh, you know. But uh, I know the numbers that the MLS was saying they were going to lose. I know uh, Adrian Hanauer said, you know, how much. I can't remember the number, but it was astronomical how much money he thought the team would lose this year, you know, just by not playing. I mean, cause you're talking, they generally generate about a million, at least a million dollars or close to that in gate revenue, just game day revenue, you know, but with the gate and, you know, all the other belt, you know, beer and concessions and all that merchandise, you know, um, and I'm sure uh, Atlanta is even more. I mean, cause you're looking at, you know, 70,000 or 60,000 fans. So that's a lot of gate receipts. And the MLS is driven by their gate, you know, not like NFL. NFL, if there was fans in the stands, I don't think they would care because that's not where they make all their money. That's just for the local owner. You know, that's where he makes his money. But the league, you know. It'd be interesting when the contract uh, negotiations with sponsors and stuff comes up next time because um, uh yeah, and that makes sense. It's going to be a lot lower. And only in fairness, I mean, as opposed lower. to trying to, uh, you know, ram uh, truncated season down people's throats, uh, just, you know, get with your sponsors and say, hey, let's just try to figure it out down the road and, you know, work out a deal that is, makes everybody happy. Because I kind of, t- I kind of, t- you know, just kind of s- switched off once after a couple of, you know, when the lockdown first started, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm watching old old games. The Sounders would play all classic games on, on Saturday night. Yeah. I was, I was watching all those. And then after a while, I just, you know what? I, I'm just, just going to do something else, you know. So. Yeah, yeah that's, I don't know where, Richard, you were th- thinking with this, but I, I have a feeling this is kind of the correction the um, soccer needs. Because you look at the astronomical numbers there are in the sport. I mean, you have you have a Brazilian that falls down in in um Paris that <laughs> bought out his damn contract in um Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, you have a giant like AC Milan that's got titles. Scudetto is that Scudetto? Is got one Europe? I mean, has some of the greatest names in the world. And can't really, unless if they develop them or 
go by the bargain. You can't really compete anymore. You've got you've got so you've got Liverpool, you've got Man City that are just throwing stupid yeah. money at players. I think it's going to be that a buyer's market uh, this next time. Not yeah, so and I yeah. think it's really temporary. I think it's going to come back because it's all leading yeah. towards the Super League eventually, it seems like, because all those rich clubs are trying to get in there. Um, and it's great. But, yeah, it's a nice temporary fix. Uh, but, what, you know, what also sucks, though, that what does suck about this is that the teams that have players like a Tonali who are hoping to get 100 million euros are only going to get 30 million euros, you know. So it sucks for those teams. But the rich teams, yeah. they're like, okay, this is great for us. We're going to buy more. Yeah, I think a Super League, you know, maybe I'm just – it's just me. I think that would be the worst thing Oh yeah, for uh, soccer because, you know, why have a Champions League? Is it, you know, the only reason the Champions League is – I mean, for me, the Champions League is only interesting in the uh, in the group stages and in in, in al- almost in the play-in games because I get to see teams I don't ever get to see, you know. Uh, but, you know, Barcelona, Man, Man City all, every year. Uh, just, just another game. It's yeah. not special anymore. See Red Star Belgrade. Yeah. Exactly. Who, you know, those are the those are the oh, games yes. I would watch. You know, I get to pick my game. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this one. I'm like, uh, Sheriff FC against Besiktas. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that game. Right. Just because I never get to see those games. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. I, I like to see teams I haven't seen. You know, my favorite league to watch on ESPN Plus was Sweden. Oh. They were just fun. That league was just fun to watch, you know. Uh, you know. Yeah, Donny swears by Donny swears by the Nordic um, leagues. He says that's some of the most fun yeah. he had playing when he was over in Norway. Is but playing for some of that, and I, I've heard from some of the players that have come over. <clears throat> one of the one of the goalkeepers I had here when I was working in pro is over. I think he's in Iceland now. And he has said a couple times, he goes, it's a lot more fun because yeah. it's small over there. You get something like um, Rosenberg coming in, you in any other league, that's 70,000 or whatever. Whatever Southampton has, that's some, you get a big thing like that. They have Northampton type <laughs> size there. I mean, was- um, arenas there. Is that that's the stuff that's it was funny. That's the stuff that's uh, kind of my fun. kid when he was in Belgium. Uh, he was just you know in I can't remember what city, Bruges maybe. He was in Bruges at a, at a cafe just talking, you know, soccer with the locals. And it was it was not too long after the USA Belgium game, you know. And he's like, man, we almost had you, you know. If if uh, if you know Wondolowski doesn't sky that shot, we win. He goes, but you didn't, you know. So and then they were talking about. You know, trying to explain, he goes, and people always say, well, MLS's playoff system is so confusing. And, and he goes, you haven't heard confusing until you hear Belgium's, like, relegation playoffs. It is, it's uh-huh. insane. Because he was just like, oh, my God. And he, and he was trying to explain it to me. And he's like, yeah, I have no idea. You know, it was just crazy. And, um, yeah. Uh, it, you know, and I also like the championship on ESPN Plus. But the one, because the, the, the Premier League and its horrible use of VAR. I made it like two weeks into the season, and I hadn't watched another Premier League game until the last game of the season when I watched Villa's last ten minutes of West Ham to see if they're going to stay up. You know, as I have a soft spot for Villa since I went to Villa Park. But yeah, no, it was crazy. I'd get those oh goal scored, and then no goal gone by you know a human eye cannot tell that guy is offside. You know. That should be a good goal. You know, if it's a a millimeter offside, you know, maybe he has a scuff in his shoe and that scuff went offside. That's not offside. You know, it's crazy how and it's made the whole uh, refereeing in England just a shambles because those guys are all looking over. It's kind of looking over their shoulder at, at Big Brother and they they just don't make the calls. Just make the call. You know. Um. Yeah, it was horrible how they implemented the VAR, But they made more Brentford fans over here because I mean that that's that's really what that's really what hit it. But anyway, did, 
do you expect anything different with Southampton this year, Richard, or is it going to be just? I'm actually hoping they're going to take a step stabilizing. up uh, with another season under Hasenhutl. I'm really hoping that they they they, they progress so so nicely after the restart. Um, I'm hoping they can feed off of that momentum and really at least start off the, the second the first half of the season like that. Um, I'm hoping that they can break into the top ten and maybe even even maybe outside challenge for a, a European spot like the very last one. Uh, but I, I'm hoping that they do progress upwards into the top ten. That would be that would be amazing to see. Yeah, that'd be cool to see them in the Europa League because I I love that tournament yeah. too. Well, yeah, you know, just because there seems to be less pressure, you know, because there's not as much money and they just play. Yeah, I mean, look at the times when they had Pochettino as a manager and they played so fantastic. Oh, yeah. They finished what eighth place, whatever. So yeah. it'd be nice to see some of that again in uh, Hassan Hudel style. Left I agree. I agree. I mean, that as you were talking about Ranieri finding your perfect club. That was Pochettino's perfect club. Yeah, I agree. Because you know, they played great, and you and you, if you would have stayed, well, I think they would just continue to climb up the table. Because they had, they have the infant, you know, and they had that great youth program that just pumps out players. Um, yep. You know. But he got promised the world to Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> and then once, you know, he nobody doesn't should go to complain. Uh, no, he doesn't ask nobody. for any players because we don't, we don't have any money. We're building a stadium. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. All right, great. He just he goes with what he has. And the moment they have a little money and they struggle a little bit, he's gone. It's like, gee whiz, guys. You know, what about back in the guy who just was a good soldier when you needed him to be a good soldier? You yep. know, now you need him to, you know, he didn't forget how to coach. Um I don't know. But that would be fun. Well, anyway, we're up against the back, the clock here. Yeah, anyway, this has been fun. This has been fun, Richard. Hopefully, you haven't finished. Bottle, no, but the glass I have. Bottle of rum that you have seen there with you. Smart, smart man. You you have more. You have more. You have more taste than I am because I would have problems with that, but. That's why you're younger and smarter and have no better comment. hair than I do. So. I haven't cut my hair in, in probably eight months. <laughs> yeah, I haven't long. cut mine since uh, December, so it's getting long. Yeah. During the cup run, I, I, I quit cutting it. Uh, and then with the all the barbers being closed, I just, all right, I'm just going to grow it long now. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Long, gray, and brown. <laughs> oh. All right. All right.